0: Welcome to the Telford Minster Podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he's doing in your life. We are still in our winter series, In Christ, working through the book of Ephesians, looking at what it means for us to be included in the body of Christ, what Jesus has done for us and how he has enabled us to do all things through him enjoy the podcast.
1: Let me read for us Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 to 21 and it says this, for this reason I kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name I pray that out of the glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, May have the power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray for Laura as she comes and brings uh, the word to us. Lord, thank you so much for Laura. Thank you that you have been preparing her this week, even in the middle of a house move, uh, to share with us all that you have out of this passage. Lord, would you uh, bless her so that she may be a blessing to us. Give us ears to hear and to understand what you are saying. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Thank you, Matt. So yeah, if you don't know me, my name is Laura, and I'm part of the team here at Telford-Minster, and it's such a privilege to talk to you about this prayer. It is my favourite prayer in the Bible. I don't know about you, but when Matt read it, it just wells me up, it gets me excited, gets me full of passion, and it's like, I want to be like one of those people that shouts, Amen! Yes, come on! Come on, God! This is so, so exciting. This is what we long for, and we're going to unpack a of this prayer today. Um, We're in the middle of a series looking through Ephesians. We're thinking about the letter that Paul wrote to the Ephesian church. So we're looking at how we've been thinking about how we've been marked, how we're all included, how we're given faith. And today we're looking at how we can have more in Christ. And this week, Paul prays in light of the mystery of faith. It starts with, for this reason, I get down on my knees and pray. Now, I once heard it said, if you want to find out about somebody's ambitions and anxieties, you just need to find out about what that person prays about and how often they pray for that specific thing. Because what you pray reveals what re- you really, really desire. We really, really desire to move into the building soon. That's why Matt's asked you to pray for the building control officers. <laughs> what we pray reveals what we really desire. And in Ephesians 3, Paul is praying for the church in Ephesus and the church around the world. He's praying for us. And this prayer tells us what he desires for the church Paul longs for us to be empowered from within by the Holy Spirit and to understand the fullness of God's love demonstrated to us in Jesus. It's amazing, incredible prayer. Now, many of us may well be facing quite challenging situations in our lives right now. Maybe there's been something you've been praying for or a situation that feels a bit impossible and today, we're f- facing lots of significant challenges in our world, aren't we? We're still battling with this global pandemic. We have got um, facing hostility and unrest in the world. And lots of things might feel a bit impossible. There's a massive mental health crisis in the UK. Economic uncertainty surrounds us. The news this week were just fuelled with these rising costs of living that we were going to experience and there's injustice and inequality all around us. Lots of things feel a bit impossible sometimes, don't they? And I was really drawn when I was preparing this talk to think about a character who's been really inspiring in my life. In the 1940s, Corrie ten Boom was a young working class Dutch woman who faced an impossible situation. Germany had invaded the Netherlands and she and her family watched as Jews were persecuted and taken away. And her faith in Jesus challenged her to open her home to Jewish refugees and hide people in her home, even though she knew she was putting her own life and their family's life at risk. She did this because of her faith. And it led her to believe that all people were made in the image of God. It didn't matter if they were Jews. It didn't matter what they'd done. Everyone was made in the image of God. And in February 1944, she and her entire family were arrested by the Nazis and sent to prison. And when I think about her story, you might well have heard her talk on and things, her courage and her ability to go on to forgive those who persecuted her and killed many people she loved. I often wonder how on earth is that humanely possible? With God, all things are possible. What's impossible with man is possible with God. The way to have courage and strength to face impossible challenges we face in our lives and in our world is to have more. To be filled more with God's Spirit and experience the love that's possible in Christ. So whatever is happening in your external circumstances, what's most important is how you're filled with the Holy Spirit in your inner being so much more important than what looks like going on in the outside and isn't it amazing that God cares deeply about what's happening on your inside he wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit so that you are overflowing now I often think about when you're overflowing about water being poured into a vase and like it's like you might feel like you're a bit half full at the moment you might feel like you're just teetering on the edge of, well, it's February, January was quite a hard month, there's all this rubbish news going on, life's just a bit hard at the moment. And, um, but God wants to fill you more, he just wants to keep going and going and fill you up all the way to the top. He wants. He's got so much more for you, Church. I just felt like when we were, when I was preparing today, when we were looking at this passage, God's love for you is so, so deep, so wide, so extravagant. No matter what you're facing, He wants to fill you more. If you've got a bit of the Spirit in you, if you've got a bit of a heart for God, He wants to fill you more. If you have, feel like you've got so much of God, he still wants to fill you. He still wants to grow you. He still has more for you. His love is overflowing. His love for you is overflowing. It's just incredible. And he wants us to have more. And Paul is writing this letter to the Ephesians from prison or maybe some form of house arrest. His external circumstances are not very good. And yet, he has this power from God within him, power that wasn't limited by the circumstances he found himself in. From a human perspective, his situation must have felt quite impossible. But from God's perspective, even his impossible circumstances were being used for greater plans and purposes. And the story of Paul's life is a bit crazy. Paul, you might know, was a religious Jew, and he went around persecuting people who followed Jesus. He found their beliefs and way of life deeply offensive. And um, he approved of the killing of Christians who were passionate about this, and he was passionate about this. He went around persecuting Christians until his life was turned around when he encounters Jesus on the road to Damascus and he's blinded by God's grace. Jesus transforms Paul's life from the inside out and Paul is given a second chance. In fact, someone prays for Paul that he might be filled with the Holy Spirit and his life is completely changed. There is always more. It doesn't matter what you have done. God wants to fill you to overflowing. So he goes from persecuting Christians to passionately telling people, particularly those who weren't from a Jewish background, about the story of God's love and demonstrated this um, through the letters that he wrote. And he was passionate about the power of Jesus being in us. Paul, who was a persecutor of Christians, became one of the biggest advocates for Jesus. In fact, Paul is imprisoned because he refused to stop telling people, particularly non-Jewish people, about Jesus. And this was radical because non-Jews were considered outsiders according to the Jewish law, and Paul was willing to suffer for this. Paul goes on to being an elite insider, to be, from elite insider working for the Romans, going around persecuting Christians, to being completely sold out for people who were on the outside. That's the transformative power of God's love. That's why an encounter with Jesus can result in the impossible. He starts this prayer for a reason. So if you've got your Bibles, have a look. Go to Ephesians. We've looked at chapters 1 and chapter 2, and we're at chapter 3 now. Have a look at what you see in chapters 1 and chapter 2. We see that Paul is writing to the Ephesian church, particularly those who haven't come from a Jewish background. He talks about how we're all included, how we're marked by God, and how we are given faith. And you can go back and you can study those passages. I encourage you, as we're doing this series, read Ephesians every week. Read it every day if you want. It's a short book. You can do it. Listen to it. If you you struggle with reading, you can listen to it. I'm dyslexic. I find it a bit tricky to read. I love listening to my Bible. Listen to Ephesians. Read Ephesians. For this reason, he's talking about the fact we're marked, we're included, we're given faith, and how the church is to be the way through which God is made known. How he reveals himself to his people and how he loves us deeply. For this reason, Paul says this prayer. Now, a few years ago, I went to Rwanda. I don't know how many of you know much about Rwanda. It's a little country in the middle of Africa. And in 1994, in just about 100 days, around a million people were murdered in a genocide, mostly Hutus, and um, they were killed by ethnic um, uh, Hutu extremists. Um, Sorry, Tutsu extremists were killed. Um, And uh, before I went, I read a book... And this is a book um, by a lady called Immaculée, and she was a child in this genocide. And the book tells the story of how she spent 91 days huddled together with seven other women silently in a tiny bathroom. That picture, you can see where the toilet is. The door is right next to the toilet. So there were seven women cramped into this bathroom in a pastor's house. And she emerged from the trauma, half-starved, and found her entire family had been murdered. While I was there, I also visited a church building called Nyamata. And about 10,000 people gathered here during the genocide. 10,000 Christians or, and people who thought the church would be a safe place to be. And they locked themselves in. And the church walls today show how the perpetrators made holes in the wall of the church so that grenades could be thrown into the church. And the people inside were either shot or killed with machetes once the grenades had been phoned in. And it really made me think. It made me think a lot about the transforming power of God's love. It made me think about where would I hide if I was in um, a genocide, if I was in a situation where I wasn't going to be safe, where would I go? made me think about Corrie Ten Boom and how she and her family worked to save people and hide people. Who would hide me? Where would I go? And actually... Paul prays in this prayer that we would be able to grasp how wide and how deep and how long and how high the love of Christ is for us. We all at times need a hiding place, a safe place, a refuge we can go to because we're all spiritually poor. We're all spiritually refugees with nowhere to go. Jesus is the one who can offer us that true refuge, that safe place, that hiding place. And we don't need to fear that we are going to be killed by a machete. We don't need to fear that we're going to be struck by a health issue. We don't need to fear that our anxiety might get the better of us. We don't need to fear that we won't be able to pay our bills next month. Whatever it is, We don't need to fear. We can walk and stand firm in God's love because God's love is wide and deep and long and high and overflowing for each of us. In God, we can find our true home and belonging. He's the one we can always go to, always go to. He hides us and he covers us in his love. And he will never, ever turn you away. He will never turn you away. And he always has more to offer us. In Christ, we can have more. And that offer to take us in cost Jesus his life on the cross. He risked everything for you. And he he says, come to me and I will show you the greatest love of all time. He was forsaken so that we would never be forsaken. It doesn't matter where you come from or what you look like or what you've done or whatever. You can always go to Jesus. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you. And because of Jesus, the loving arms of God the Father are flung wide open and He waits for you to come home. A British theologian who I studied when I was training said this. He's called John Stott. The love of Christ is wide enough to encompass all of humanity, long enough to last for eternity, deep enough to reach the most damaged sinner, and high enough. To exalt us to heaven. I'll just give you a moment to take that in. Wide enough to encompass all of humanity, long enough to last for eternity, deep enough to reach the most damaged sinner, and high enough to exalt us to heaven. There is always more. Someone once asked me when I was younger if I'd ever fallen in love before. And I was like, I don't know why you're asking me that question, but why? Have you never fallen in love before? They were a bit older than me. And they responded with, I actually don't know. I don't know if I've ever been in love before. Because... You see, the experience of falling in love is difficult to describe with words, isn't it? Sometimes people want this kind of like consumable way of saying, yes, that means that this is sorted. I've got this relationship and I'm in love with somebody. It's a matter that only, doesn't only concern our head. It's not very logical, but it concerns our hearts. And that's why it sometimes can be a complete nightmare, can't it? You know, you can have a lot of knowledge about God in your head, But the experience of God's love is something that only the Holy Spirit can make a reality in our hearts. You can know objectively, you can know that God loves you in your head. But to experience God's love subjectively in your heart, something is needed. And that's the Holy Spirit. Paul says in this prayer, verse 16, have a look in your Bible. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Now, I lived quite a lot of my life growing up, never really experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit. I tried to fill my head with Jesus. I tried to like, read the Bible and learn more about God and tried to like, get the power of God through reading and knowledge and getting to know a bit more. But the full experience of God's love and grace, when it was revealed to me, was just amazing. And day by day by day, I just long for more of that. And this prayer just encompasses that longing. I remember one time when I was in my 20s, I went to a church with our small group from church on a weeknight for a celebration with some other churches. And it was like, it was on Pentecost, so it was like celebrating the Holy Spirit. And I just kind of went along and didn't really know what to expect. And when I turned up, they were like, we are praying for everyone today. I was like, Okay everyone, take it in turns, you're all going to come to the front and be prayed for. Don't worry, I'm not going to make you do that today, Matt might. Um, <laughs> but no, everybody was prayed for. And I was like, you know what, God, I'm just going to go with this. It makes me feel uncomfortable, but sure. And I went to the front, and the most incredible thing happened. And I just fell straight to the floor. I was like, <laughs> And it almost hit my head, but somebody caught me. And I was just bowled over by the Holy Spirit. I was floored by the glory and the power of God. And it was life-changing. Physically experiencing a power that I couldn't rationalize in my head or explain. I'd experienced something deep within my heart. And God's love felt real. It wasn't just something going on in my head. I was strengthened through my faith, but it was my heart that was changed by experiencing the Holy Spirit. And as someone came over and prayed for me, she said that she saw streams of living water being poured out into me. And that is what it felt like. The experience of God's love being poured into me that day changed my life. It's the reason why I am talking to you here today. And he can do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine in Jesus. When we find a home in God, when we understand what it cost God, it moves you to your core. The fact that God loves you, he loves you because he loves you, because he loves you. And he gave himself for you. That experience of love changes your life. It transforms us in a way that makes so much space for others. Like, Paul, you just long for that divine passion to just reach out to others. It transforms us from the inside out. Now, a bit of a side note on verse 16, where it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit on your inner being so Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. At the heart of this phrase, often people think about um, Jesus becoming king of our hearts and changing us, and sometimes easily um, just putting it down to inviting Jesus into our hearts. But actually, I think it's too easy, particularly in our individualized culture in the West. We're all about me, 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 aren't we? I think it's easy for us to think this is just about us. But Paul is writing to the church here. He's saying, I want to change the heart of the church, not just you individually. So church, do we want to be changed? Do we want to be filled by the Holy Spirit? Do we want his spirit in our inner being at the core of who we are as a church? Do we want to have more? And we want to have more so we can reach out and share the love of Jesus with others. No one is excluded from this. The Holy Spirit is for everyone. And we can face the impossible. We can have more by being filled with the Holy Spirit, by encountering the person of Jesus and experiencing God's love which is something that's possible for each one of us and for us as a church today. In this amazing prayer, Paul prays for the Ephesian church to get a glimpse and grasp this amazing thing of God's love. This love that can't be grasped but through the power of God. It's so big, it's so high, it's so massive, I just want it. Paul's just saying, I just want you to understand it a bit more. A bit more to have more and more and more each time you look at it. Grasp a bit more. So let's read this prayer again. Oh, it's gonna pop it up on the screen. And just really let the words just wash over us as a church. Together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Just take a moment to dwell on the love of Christ for us. It will expand your mental and spiritual vision of the whole range of the world The extravagance of it. It's for you. Dwell on the love of Christ. How wide, so long, so high, and so deep. It's something that's revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Do we want that, church? Do we want a bit more? A bit more? That we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, let's just read the next bit from verse 20. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and G- of Jesus Christ throughout all G- generations forever and ever. Amen. Paul got so carried away right in the middle of his letter that he did a little bit of praise. He was in the middle of his prayer, and he's just like, God, you are incredible. And this usually, traditionally, in a a letter like this, would belong at the end of a letter, not right in the middle. Paul's just so, you just sense that it's just so a part of his being, to be praying, to be talking to God, to be asking to be filled, to be renewed, to be longing for the church to know more of God. And he praises God here for all that he is. Able to do immeasurably more. Some translations say abundantly, lavishly, overflowing, immeasurably more. Now take a moment to think about what God might do in you and through you, us as a community. You as an individual. Think about the post-it notes that you stuck on the font at the start of the service. What was it in your heart? What are you longing for for Telford? And now just reflect on the fact that God might do in you and through you and us as a community far beyond, far more than we can even begin to imagine. Immeasurably more. What do we long for, guys? Now we can face the impossible because we have more. So we're going to spend a moment in a minute and that's going to come back up and just invite the Holy Spirit to meet with us. Invite God to give us more. Because as a church, guys, we can't do this on our own. We need God's power within us. We need his strengthening power. We need to know more. We need to experience his love And maybe you're here and you haven't experienced that love before. There's no time like the present. Just invite him. There is no reason why you can't come to God. He is our safe place and our refuge and our home. We can face the impossible because we have power in Christ and we are loved and more than we can even begin to imagine.
0: Thanks for listening and we hope this time has blessed you. Hit the subscribe button to hear more like this and to find out more about Telford Minster follow us at Telford Minster on Instagram and Facebook or go to telfordminster.org.uk